Good morning and welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for small business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg where we help small businesses become big businesses. And this morning we are definitely going to be talking about small businesses and startups with my guest, Tony Monteleone. Good morning, Tony. Hi, Lorraine. Tony, it is so good to have you here this morning. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Uh, Tony, as always, we've got Allison Carter manning the Twitter feed. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, everybody. So if you have got a question or a comment from Tony and you are on Twitter, be sure to use the hashtag at pound MTFW to share your comment. You can call in at 805-285-9865. If you have a question, please remember to push the one button so I know that you want to join the conversation. And with that, let's get started. I almost don't know how to introduce you because you have so many different hats that you <laughs> So I'm going to let you do it. Start where you want, and I'll ask questions, and then you can talk about the other things you're doing. That's perfect. Yeah, I, I, I get that a lot. Um, I am uh, the officer of a startup in Indianapolis called BizProps. Um, I am the COO of Verge Startups. Um, I am involved with uh, coaching with our local high school, and um, I think that pretty much rounds out what I'm doing right this moment. Uh, really? And, and you're not using that uh, midnight to 3 a.m. time slot for anything but sleep these days? Well, as of last night, it didn't work either. Uh, we... <laughs> <laughs> we we were up till about 4 a.m. working on a new project that we're uh, we're getting ready to release within BizProp. So uh, sleep is is not very abundant right now. Awesome. Spoken like a true startup junkie. <laughs> All right, so let's start with let's let's talk about Verge and Verge Indie first because that's really um, uh, there's so much going on there and it's touching so much of the startup community. For people who are listening and are not familiar, what is Verge? Verge started out as uh, a group of 12 guys about three years ago, uh, and the group literally was getting together just to say, we are the future CEOs of Indianapolis. Uh, we literally want to make sure that we grow Indianapolis, that we, we keep our business here, and that we do the best we can to accomplish that together as a group. Um, those 12 members, um, three years later, have grown into – 1,700 plus members. Uh, we get together once a month with a group of anywhere from 150 to four or 500 people, uh, and it's it's literally everything tech startup. Um, we have two to three companies come on stage. They pitch their startup idea for five minutes, literally five minutes. We clap them off stage if, if they continue to go past five minutes. The crowd gets to ask a couple of questions. Uh, and then we bring up what we call a fireside chat. Bring somebody who has done it, who's been there, who's struggled, uh, and who can give great feedback to that audience to say, you are in good hands. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to not sleep for three days and work on what's going on. There are other people like you. Uh, you know, and I have been, uh, I've been attending the events since it was Hackers and Founders, and I've loved the the transition, and for me, I I find great resources 
in that room. I find products that I need to be including into my own business. I always walk away with one or two ideas. And so even though I am not now a startup, that is still a really valuable event. I think the great part, Lorraine, is, is you know, a little bit tying my background into it and why it was so beneficial to me and, and why I love Verge so much is, is the last real corporate job that I had was I, I was at Monster.com for five years. Um, and that's where I started to really gain the passion for I want to start a company and pretty much a how the hell do I do that? Um, so I, I showed up to a Verge event um, and just fell in love. I mean, I met the right people, got the right mentors. I, I had people immediately trying to help me meet the right people, do the right things, read the right books. Uh, and that's what you get every time you go to a Verge event. You do, and surprising stuff. I think it was two months ago, there were robots playing basketball at the Verge event. And these were built by local students. I think they're high school students or, or college students. I don't remember. But the whole idea is this is such a totally different application of tech than some of the software programs that we've seen. And I thought it was awesome. It was great. You know, the, the partnership that we created with them for that event was so neat. I mean, I, I literally, coming into the event, didn't realize how prominent those guys were uh, since that event, I've actually partnered up with BizProps, working with a company called AndyMark that supplies a lot of those parts for those robots. But it was really neat to see if they were high school kids. But Lorraine, those kids are part of a group that are worldwide. I mean, AndyMark's giving parts to or selling parts to, to people in Israel and uh, Portugal and all over the world. Um, but it was neat. Yeah, you get more than just the pitches. You get to have an atmosphere like that, see robots you know, have some, some good pizza, drink some good beer, and really meet people that have those types of interests as well. The other thing that I have really enjoyed, because I came into Verge because I, I was one of the organizers of Startup Weekend, and so for me, Verge is often an alumni night. And it, it is this wonderful extension of what gets started at a Startup Weekend where people have met, maybe they've worked together on a project that maybe didn't go anywhere, but now they have a place to continue those conversations and continue those connections so that now they know who to go to for their their next startup. You know, they, they've got that new developer that they've met, and those conversations really continue in earnest at Verge meetings. You know, I, my first pitch was with, uh, with my first tech startup, uh, and that was back in, I believe it was April of last year. Um, and we ended up pitching against um, Zach Zuber, uh, who was my intern actually this summer for <laughs> business, which was great. Um, but they were a startup weekend winner. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, grab a chat down, which I think he's trying to resurrect right now. Uh, it's great. You see, you see those winners from startup weekends or those people who really have that passion to go build. And you're absolutely right. They can come to a Verge event and really start to expand and grow off of what they started in that startup weekend. And I think that's the power of putting that many people with those same interests in the same room. The One of the pitches this past week that really knocked me out was the coat check guys. And this was an amazing blending of uh, software and three-dimensional real world, um, you know, they've got co-checks and 
you know, people leaving hosted events and coming up with a, just a wonderful solution for portable coat check system. And so I loved that the pitches are not just about an iPhone app. Absolutely. Yeah. I was really happy and pleased to see Cochex come up. Um, Derek Paquet is, he's just a bright guy. Um, in fact, uh, what you didn't mention is, is they're going to be on the season premiere of Shark Tank coming up. Um, but it was neat. It, they, they literally took a real life application, applied tech to it, and really started to ruffle some feathers in that, in that space. And who would have thought that you could turn something as simple as a coat check in a restaurant or a bar into tech and start to move that into things like valet parking. I mean, his, his pitch was great. The idea is wonderful. Um, and, and that's the power of, of Verge, bringing those types of individuals into one room. Absolutely. I think it's wonderful inspiration. And so I think that leads naturally to the next thing I really want to talk about, uh, which is powder keg. And before I let you talk about the event, I'm going to tell you that when I went to my first startup weekend organizer conference, I got a lot of people who said, you're from Indianapolis? Really? <laughs> and what we've done over the last few years with Startup Weekend and with, 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 with things that are happening at Verge is I think we're beginning to change some minds. And so I'm really excited about Powder Keg because I think that is sort of taking that startup image to the next level. So talk about Powder Keg. Powder Keg is Indianapolis's chance to really showcase what we're about. Um, I had the, the fortunate uh, opportunity to travel with you, Flavor, back in December last year. Um, and it was amazing to me the looks, the same conversation that you just talked about, the looks when we would say, we're in the tech startup community in Indianapolis. And you get that look of, where's Indianapolis and why are you doing tech startups? Um, but, but this is our chance to really show people that, that we exist. Um, we don't have the opportunity to get out to things like South by Southwest very often or Big Omaha, uh, and we want to really bring the big players here. So the Powder Keg is uh, a two-and-a-half-day conference. Uh, it's our opportunity to showcase uh, the startup world in Indianapolis, to showcase um, the things that we have like developer town and the speakeasy and the crane bay um, to, to bring people in to see those types of places hear some great speakers meet some neat people uh, and make sure that we're bringing in the best of the best um, there are specific invites to specific individuals and we're, we're talking about you know uh, anywhere from a four to five hundred dollar ticket depending on how early you buy it um, it's the real deal. It's a massive conference, and Matt has literally been working on this thing for close to three years now, and it's just now coming to fruition. But remember, it's not just a Verge thing. Um, Verge is pushing this really hard, uh, but there are a lot of people in the city that have raised their hand and are putting time and effort into making sure this thing becomes a reality. Absolutely. I think, uh, and I, I know I'm not speaking out of school on this one, I know one of the players that stepped up very early was Exact Target. Um, and they've done so much from, you know, they're no longer a tech startup, but they're clearly a, an important influencer in um, the tech community. And I know that they're partnering with uh, this event. Yeah, see, the great part about, um, about Exact Target coming on board, and I'm pulling up some information here really quick because I want to make sure that we 
we get all of this that we can. Exact Target has the largest, and, and you might know a little bit more about Connections than I do, but the way I understand Connections is it's the largest marketing conference in the nation, correct? Uh, it may be. Uh, it, it may be, yes. Um, so, go ahead. No, I, um, and I, I know that they have grown that every year, and I think the thing that I've really admired about Exact Target is every year they run this event in Indianapolis. The, so they, they keep it here, they keep it local. Um, I, I know this year the keynote speaker that they've got coming in, which I believe is still a surprise, it is going to be phenomenal. But Exact Target has not only stepped up as a big player with Powder Keg to help us get this off the ground and, and push it for the inaugural year, but they're allowing all of the Powder Keg members to spend the last half day of connections um, there, bringing our community to mingle with their community. Um, and really start to uh, to bring those two lights together. That, yeah, that is. I think that's really critical. Is that you have to start blurring the lines between the established tech community and the startup community. And I think that's one of the things in this city we've not done as good a job. You know, we're friendly across the aisles, but there's definitely the established tech point crowd, and then there's the startups that verge. And there's sort of this um, polite conversation. And I think this event really can break down some of those barriers. You know, and, and we're bringing in a lot of, of companies that are helping us blur those lines. I mean, Smallbox, K plus A, Ice Miller, Barnes & Thornburg. I mean, there's, there's a, a, a big range of, of different types of companies that are getting involved with this. Uh, tech points in there, Profile Tracker, Pop Lab. I mean, it just goes on and on with the companies that are, are putting their name on this. Yeah, I think that this is just a, a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful time for Indianapolis. It's, it's a great event. I'm going to just go off on a tangent just for a minute, but uh, John Corwin's in the chat room, and he told me to tell you hello. Hi, Corwin. <laughs> okay, back to business. So um, what kind of things can people expect during the two days at Powder Tech? Um, so if you actually send people to, and I don't know if you can add this to the chat room or, or the, uh, the information afterwards, uh, or Allison, if you want to tweet this out, um, first off, if, if you want to follow Powder Keg's progress on Twitter, um, it is at tag Powder Keg Comp, C-O-N-S, um, and then you can go to powderkeg.org, and that will take you to the Powder Keg website. Uh, now, there's some great things that are going on. So we're going to have some speakers. Um, one of my favorite things that's going to happen is going to be the pitch competition. Uh, so legally, we're not allowed to call it the, you know, Super Bowl, you know, pitch competition. Um, but we're going to have this, what we're calling a startup bowl. Um, and we're hoping to get into uh, Lucas Oil Stadium to have this happen. So if any of the listeners out there have a connection to the Lucases, we would would love to talk to them to get this to happen in there. But the pitch competition is where we're going to have um, startups come in, pitch their idea, end up with a winner idea in front of our panel. Um, there's going to be uh, the connections panel that we'll get to see, uh, the founder keynote from the connections. Uh, there's going to be ramp up parties at the crane bay. So thank you, Brian, for putting this in there. We're going to have a showcase where we're going to. You've got Tony Foodie, you're breaking up just a little bit. Can you get closer to your mic? Absolutely. Is that better? Much better. Yeah, you start. Yeah, I'm guessing you started to turn your head. 
I leaned back a little bit. You were right on the ball. Um, wait, wait. So, so where I lost you was we're you're going to have um, some parties at yep. the at the Crane Bay. Uh, so Brian Powers has been gracious enough to uh, to help us out with getting into the Crane Bay. If you haven't heard of the Crane Bay before, it's it's one of the most amazing um, uh, venues. Uh, two blocks west of Lucas Oil, uh, they held a lot of the big, the largest Super Bowl parties in Indianapolis last year. Uh, so it's some really cool, you know, keynotes, parties, uh, food, some really, really cool things. Awesome. And um, is registration open or are you still working on the details for that? Registration's open. You can go ahead and, and uh, actually if you go to powderkeg.org, you can sign up for uh, early bird tickets. So I think Matt's getting ready to release the first round of early bird tickets. If you sign up here, uh, you'll get an email immediately when those tickets start to come out. They should be coming out any week now. Awesome. Okay. So if you are in the tech community, if you're, you're with a startup, an established company, if you're thinking that you want to know what's going on in the tech community, um, you need to sign up for one of those uh, early bird tickets because it will save you a little money and guarantee you a seat at the table. Not only that, we have some room for some more sponsors. So if your company's interested in being part of this, uh, everything that we can do to grow Indianapolis and keep people involved, uh, there's a sponsors tab on the far right. And if you're one of those startups that wants to get involved with the pitch competition, you can also sign up. Uh, there's a form on the website as well. Awesome. How many pitches do you think uh, you will have, or how many are you hoping for during the pitch competition? The number of startups, the number of startups that are already uh, signing up, is, is actually unreal. Um, I think we're going to use the judging and dwindle this down to about 15 to 20 startups to go back to and say we're going to really dive deep into who you are and what you do, uh, and eventually bring up the final eight um, on stage. Now that's still got some time for planning. It could change a little bit, um, but we're really hoping to bring people not only from Indianapolis but all over the country and to pitch the startup. Oh, absolutely. I think this is, I mean, I think the very best thing that could happen to us is, is if we do have, you know, half the companies that are pitching at Powder Keg in Indianapolis are not from Indy because that would that would add credibility to um, these other areas recognizing the power of this community. I agree with you. And this is our opportunity to really spread the Midwest and let people know that we're really doing some things out here. So, Awesome. Okay. So we have a we still have some time, and I want to switch over to your second hat. You know, we talked about Verge. We talked about what's going on in the startup community. Talk a little bit about what BizProps is. I know you've pitched at Verge. Talk about the company, kind of where you are, where you're going with it. Absolutely, and, and, and thank you for giving me time to, to talk about it. BizProps is um, it's a marketing tool. It's intended to increase sales leads and brand awareness for your company. Uh, what we do is we actually use contests. Uh, we allow the companies to promote their contests however they normally market. Uh, we don't you know, require you to do any crazy things to, to get people to it. So whether your company is good at direct mail, uh, email blasting, social media, word of mouth, uh, we want you to use your current connections, your current customers, people who are evangelists of your brand or your company, and let them start to talk about 
your company through social media. So we hold these contests where people can come and register to win an iPad or tickets to Holiday World or discounts on your products or whatever you decide that you want to give away, encouraging people to start to share your contests and spread that message out to more and more people, ultimately driving new sales leads and more brand awareness. Cool. And how long has the company been around? Um, we created this as an internal project, so I'll give you a little bit more background here. CIK Enterprises uh, is the, the parent company, uh, which is owned by Scott Hill and Andy Medley, um, literally two of the smartest guys I've ever met. Uh, great mentors, uh, not afraid to tell you how it is, and, and definitely not afraid to get in and get their hands dirty. Uh, but they've got a company called TriAuto, uh, which is a direct mail marketing company in the auto industry. Uh, when the economic crash hit in 2008, uh, there was a pretty big hit to their revenue stream, and they started to brainstorm new ways to get that revenue stream back up. Uh, and they decided to start to apply software to the direct mail. Uh, so that's how BizProps was born. It was just an automotive product. I came on board in January. They released the, uh, the automotive piece in November, and my job was basically to take what they built in auto, strip it down, make it work and make it scalable for all industries. Um, so January 24th is when I came on board and really started to push this, and we officially launched um, just about two months ago. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and the uh, the early feedback that I've seen is, is really exciting and fun for the product. So um, we're looking for big growth from you on that. I appreciate it. We've got companies like uh, like Ford, the Pacers that have talked to us a few times, H.H. Gregg's about to run some contests, uh, and then we've got some great smaller companies in Indianapolis and the surrounding areas that are starting to run stuff with us. In fact, we just got some some attention up in uh, in the Chicagoland area. Uh, so I appreciate the support, and I think it's something that's really going to take off. Terrific. Okay, so somebody out there is listening and thinking about a startup, thinking about getting involved. They kind of have an idea. Mm -hmm. Top three things based on your experience. What should they do? First, they need to read. They need to read a book called The E Myth. Um, and, and Allison, make sure you get that tweeted out for us. Uh, the book is called The E Myth. It's written by Michael Gerber. Um, this is literally a book that is going to take you maybe three or four days to read. It's not very long, but it will really slow you down, force you to evaluate why you want to start the business. Um, and then how to make sure that you build the prototype in a way that you're not going to fail. Um, so first, read the E-Myth. Second, uh, you have to come to a Verge event. Um, if you've never been to one and you're interested in getting involved with a startup, call me, tweet to me, email me, um, whatever you can do, uh, but get a hold of me and, and we'll get you into an event, uh, which leads you to the third thing. You have to find a mentor. Find somebody who's done it who's failed, who's willing to give you some time, um, and if it's a tech startup that you're looking to start, please make sure that person understands tech and how to develop something with software. Um, but read that book, come to a Verge event, and find a mentor. My challenge is to find five mentors, but get that one to start. Absolutely. I, I think that is really good advice. I think all too often um, – People start businesses, and because they're starting their own business, they think they have to do it alone. And that's you're simply going to reinvent a wheel that's already someone else has already been through that exact process. There's a, there's another book that is is a little bit more difficult to get through. 
um, of course, I'm going to draw a blank now. Uh, it's called um, the four. Is it the four steps to an epiphany? Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't read that one, but um, I believe we'll, we'll we'll check it and, and uh, we'll confirm the title and, and add it as a link to the podcast. Absolutely, I think it's the four steps to an epiphany. But this book literally breaks down for you um, when the when the when the bubble bursted with the first big bubble, mm-hmm. how those tech companies were failing, the way that they were developing, and it really starts to focus on getting away from product development and focusing on customer development. So I would tell somebody that you're absolutely right, Lorraine. Do not recreate the wheel. There's been enough of these that have been successful that they've now documented this is the best way to do it. You can at least start with that book and uh, and tweak it a little bit to fit your needs. Awesome. Going to pause just for a moment. Um, if you're holding and you have a question, be sure to push your one button. We've got just a minute or two to include you in the conversation, and you still have time to share a comment with Allison at pound MTFW. Okay. Back to what you were saying about um, that whole idea of customers. I think the customer validation piece is something that is so critical. Um, I find so many tech guys fall in love with the tech and forget to figure out whether anyone besides their mother is going to be interested. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's the great part about the way that the four steps of the epiphany is built. Um, You take an assumption, and it literally wants to take those tech guys, um, whether they're the developer that just wants to put his head down and keep the headphones on, or it's the marketing guy that thinks he needs to be in the computer reading everything, and it gets you out of the office and onto the streets to go and test why things are working the way that they're working, who's going to buy it, um, how they need that product to be, and it slows the process down a little bit, but what it does is it keeps companies from raising a million dollars in a, in a seed round, spending all million of that on a product that they have no clue if it's going to be successful or not, and slows it down a little bit, saves them some money, and really starts to understand who their customers are and why they would buy the product. And I think that is probably the most critical part. And, and of course, because I'm a mark, people say, well, that's because I'm a marketing person and not a tech person. Um, but I think the, the key is that you've got to start with that question or that customer problem that you're solving. Absolutely. Once you know, as you do that, it gets easier to, to fill in the other things. You know, the, the going back to the E myth, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a side note as well. Keenan Farrell just put a post out that step three is find a good lawyer, and and <laughs> although that's funny, and I love Keenan, um, he's absolutely right. Um, when I did my first tech startup, if it wasn't for Keenan and Brian Powers on the on the law side of things, I would have been extremely lost. So Keenan's actually right. Make, make friends with a Keenan Farrell or a Brian Powers if you're in Indianapolis. And if not, find a good tech startup attorney. Um, but, but back to the e-myth, I think a lot of people want to start a business. And that's what's great about the e-myth is that it really lets you know what type of person you are. If you're a management person, if you're an entrepreneur, or if you're what they call a technician. Just because you are good at sales or good at a particular industry doesn't mean you're going to be able to make a good transition from being a technician, being able to do it, to an entrepreneur. And that is a whole new game in itself. Um, And that's why I think finding those mentors, studying how to do business is such an important thing. Absolutely. I think that was one of the biggest surprises for me when when I first started Roundpeg, it was all about the marketing because that's what I was doing. 
And there was this moment when the business grew, when suddenly, as as a business owner, I spend more time in sales and admin and invoice <laughs> pricing and crawling around on the floor trying to figure out why my computer isn't working. Um, and I think that there are different types of people. There are people that are true um, uh, specialists where what they really want to do is write or design or 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 program, and they may not be the right person to be a founder because they don't want to deal with the business side of the business. Think, think about a tech entrepreneur, and that's what this is what's great about what we do, and, and this really gives the power to Verge. Verge has 1,700-plus members. To be a tech founder, you have, you have to be dumb enough to quit your job and live off of nothing or raise funds. You have to be smart enough to make the transition from a technician to actually be an entrepreneur and you have to you have to find the people who are going to help you make it because you can be the best entrepreneur in the world but if you can't network and find the people who are going to help you make it you're going to struggle and that's what's great about how difficult it is to be a real entrepreneur awesome and i think that is a wonderful note to close on if people want to find you tony how do they find you at Startup Tony, uh, or you can email me at Tony at TonyMontleone.net. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This, the hour has flown. If you have enjoyed today's program, if you'd like to learn more about marketing, networking, startup businesses, and more, check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.